Welcome to Greener Fields with me, your host, Hannah Nash. Here, I'll be chatting with people all around the world about the realities of life in your 20s and 30s, especially regarding what life is like living in Ireland or abroad. The good, the bad, the funny and the ugly, and everything else in between to help you decide whether the grass is always greener on the other side or just greener wherever you water it. Enjoy! Jade, you are so welcome to Greener Fields. How are you getting on? Hey, Anna. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I'm good. How are you? I am, to be honest, a little bit roasting warm. I'm in the attic right now and you can see, no one else can see my absolutely rosy <laughs> red cheeks right here. Um, but yeah, I am so excited to have this conversation with you. I was saying it before, we're going to get into it. I kind of feel like I know you already, um, but I'm really excited to actually get to know you, um, not through your friends. So this conversation is going to be absolutely amazing. But before we get started, can you please tell me whereabouts in the world you are right now? So I'm in Wexford, Ireland. I'm from New Ross. Lovely. I have, like I said, I've got a lot of um, a lot of Wexford friends who actually a lot of them do listen to this. Um, so shout out to Wexford because I know and the strawberries season and everything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Always known for the strawberries. <laughs> exactly. So shout out to the Wexford listeners. But listen, you know, kind of. For those who may not know you, and um, before we kind of get started into the kind of bigger part of the conversation, would you mind giving me a little bit of an introduction into who you are? Yeah, so my name's Jade Kinsler. Like I said, I'm from Wexford. Um, I'm currently starting a new venture as a yoga teacher, but other hobbies and passions I have would be um, just being outdoors in general and traveling Um. I love hiking, meeting new people, new friends. That's really something that's developed a lot over the last couple of years for me. So I'm really passionate about that too. And yeah, I just love being out and about and trying new things. We are going to talk about all those like hobbies and passions and things like that pretty much for the rest of the conversation, because that is what I think you have such a unique perspective on. And I can't wait to hear all about it. But for kind of a little bit of like, let's go back a little bit. Can you tell me a little bit about, you know, your association with travel or maybe your first travel experience? Like was traveling or adventuring around Ireland or the world something you always wanted to do or something that maybe developed over time? Yeah, so travel was definitely a huge part of my goal in life um, from a really young age. That was probably the only definite goal I had ever in my life is that I wanted to travel I wanted to see the world and as much of it as I could throughout my life. Um, I really wanted to just see new countries, new places, new cultures. And yeah, my first travel experience, I mean, I've been on family holidays and stuff like that, but I wouldn't really count those as my first experience traveling. Um, probably Thailand, which was the end of 2018. Um, yeah, that was my first proper travel experience and I went solo but yeah that was pretty good wow so your first proper travel experience was a solo trip to Thailand I think we need yeah. to know a little bit more about that can you tell us about maybe some of the highs or the lows and a combination of both because I think even myself now I'm kind of thinking I need to do a little bit more solo travel like the whole kind of quote of why wait for other people and things like that so I kind of need this motivation as well so can you tell me a little bit about you know, the highs and the lows of that first trip to Thailand. Yeah. So now I kind of just dipped the toes, to be honest, for the first solo trip, as in I joined 
uh, a group out there. So I did go alone, but I joined a group there to actually, um, you know, have some sort of structure to what I was doing because what was I? I was 21 at the time going on 22 and yeah, I had no idea where to start really. So I thought if I book a trip with, you know, someone who's got it all organized and kind of ideas, then surely I'll make friends and it'll be fun. So yeah, for me, it was more about, I just felt really drawn to Thailand and I just wanted to be there. Um, I don't know what it was. I just felt a need to be out there. And it was one of the best times of my life. It was really, really fun. But it was a whole new experience meeting new people out there. Um, I have always kind of made friends quite easily. I wouldn't say that I've ever been super shy. Um, but it was definitely different and it was out of my comfort zone a little bit. But I really, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I made so many friends out there and I joined two different tours while I was there as well. So I got two different kinds of people. Um, we went up north first and that was much more chilled out. Now, I still was out probably nearly every night, but it was a much more calm, relaxed vibe. And yeah, it was just really fun. Um, some of the lows on that trip. So my first day there, my card got... Um, declined like three times and they blocked my card and then at the time I didn't have any travel cards or anything like that so I had no money for the first like three days while I was trying to contact my bank back home and stuff like this and silly me my first time traveling I didn't take out any cash when I was at the airport I just thought oh I'll do all this when I you know get to an ATM or whatever so thankfully the people on my tour were really nice and some of them lent me some money that I gave back to them after but like only for them I really like was having a tough few days so that wasn't fun wow like that it's it's interesting because there's just so many things there like I think you know your parents can sometimes be like like all the practical stuff when you're going traveling and you're like you know it's fine it's fine it's fine I'll sort it out but those things like you have to learn either by doing and that was mm. the fact that you, you didn't have cash or like you know your card get blocked gets blocked and everything like that and I can imagine that was quite scary um not having access to cash at the time in Thailand but it really was <laughs> yeah I, I actually not quite scary terrifying absolutely terrifying. <laughs> um but something you mentioned there was this idea of group travel and it's actually really interesting because I I worked for a summer in China before and I Amazing. at the end of the tour went on a kind of two-week group trip as well and I had never really heard of people going on these things so I was like I must be completely weird doing this like this is like so bizarre like what are they going to think of me etc 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 and for me anyway like I would not have done half not even 90% of what I did on that tour on my own um I would not have got to these places I would have not you know been part of these things and I had a really positive experience it was mental like you meet the most random people ever but I yeah. had an experience <laughs> with that kind of group travel you know how did you come about like making this decision um of doing these groups I will say you were solo traveling you kind of wanted to dip your toe in how was that experience and do you think it would have massively differed if you had gone on your own and done the kind of backpacking around Thailand or do you think it was kind of the same absolutely it was the best decision I could have made at the time especially because it was my first time but I I don't know if I came across an ad for it or something but I knew I wanted to go to Thailand and everything was based around that then I had I was looking at a few different tours to be honest 
but I'm very much like will research everything like so much before I book it kind of thing um so I was ringing them I was emailing them I was checking like each different tour and what they were offering and um I was asking I was on the phone probably to one of the girls um in the company asking for probably about an hour I was chatting her head off we were having the right time like chatting away as I was working and I was just like is it couples is it older people like is it young what's the vibe will I be the only one I had the same questions like I wasn't really sure what it was going to be but she said it was kind of you know younger kind of vibe but a lot of solo travelers and then some couples usually is the way it is um so I was happy with that I was like that's great that's what I want and I totally agree with what you said that um I I wouldn't have done 90% of what I did if it wasn't for it being on a schedule and on a tour like I went out now this I was younger back then but I went out probably every single night and I was there for a month so but I was up at like 6 a.m. every single day, either traveling, doing the activities or doing something else. I could never do that now. And I would never do that now. But <laughs> at the time, I was like, it would be so easy to go out and maybe stay in bed and skip a day or to do the activities and then be too tired the next day to do more. But when it was on the schedule and someone was telling me there's a bus leaving at this time, you need to be on it. It was great. It was such motivation to actually do everything as well. And it was so fun. Yeah, it's amazing because I think there's almost this sense of kind of positive pressure that you can get from those kind of group tours where it's like, you know, you pay the money, the bus is leaving, everyone else is going, they're going to know if you're not there. And that is sometimes what we like, you know, even in daily life, a little bit of positive pressure can't always be a bad thing or pressure can't always be a bad thing um and sometimes it get it's what gets you there and then you realize you're actually really happy there and you really want to see these things but it's really cool because it's actually another avenue of this conversation when we talk about like traveling or emigrating or Ireland that I kind of forgot about um but you know you dipped your toe in with this group travel and you spent a month in Thailand like that to me like I'm gonna after this call we're gonna talk about it a little bit more about Thailand, <laughs> I'm thinking about it myself and doing something yeah. like that at some point um but you had your toe dip your toe into that and you obviously enjoyed it and had a, and had a good time overall with always a little bit of drama involved and the credit card and stuff but after that kind of how did your kind of like like appetite for travel develop and was there anything over the last couple of years like obviously there was the pandemic and stuff like that another bit of travel that really stands out to you whether it was solo or with friends or whatever that was just an amazing experience yeah so after Thailand I definitely had the travel bug I did not want to come home from there I actually extended my trip a little bit and I the only reason I came back is because I genuinely had no money left so I had to come home Um, after that I traveled to a few like smaller trips like visiting friends that I made in other countries which was really handy so I would stay with them and go on some little small trips Um, yeah the next well actually probably the last biggest one since because over the pandemic obviously I wasn't doing any traveling or anything like that to be honest I was at home and I was also working during it as well on and off so I didn't go anywhere for those couple years Mm -hmm. but one of them that got cancelled because of that was my South Africa trip Mm -hmm. and that was one that I was looking forward to for so long I booked it probably a year in advance and then obviously COVID hit I had to defer it they wouldn't let us get a refund so we just had to keep rescheduling we rescheduled for the next year cancelled again rescheduled for the next year and it got cancelled again and we had to move it for like the third time which was a lot 
Um, yeah, so South Africa was huge on my list because I wanted to go on safari. That was the whole reason I wanted to go was to see all the wildlife and the elephants. That's another reason why I went to Thailand for the elephants, because um, I love them. But we finally got there. So last end of August into September of last year, I finally got to South Africa. And the trip, there's so many highlights, but it started off again so badly so my second day there my phone got robbed so it got taken out of my bag and I literally saw the guy running away and I chased him you're not supposed to obviously chase him but anyway I didn't know what else to do it was just my instinct to go (laughs) after my phone obviously didn't get it back and then because we were on I was on another tour sorry so this is I love the tour travels because I like having my day set out for me and I just I just follow along I quite like that it's more relaxing um but yeah because we were on the tour and we had set hours and set days we were traveling a lot and only I was kind of lucky I got my phone stolen on the day I did because we had one day left in the city which is the only place that had a phone shop for the rest of the whole two-week tour so it was good and bad at the same time but yeah got the phone back and then yeah there's tons more highlights on that trip then that I'll go into if you want to hear oh so much so like I think it, I love yeah. how you can see the um you can see like the bright lights or the fact that like the, <laughs> the fact that you could buy a new phone after your phone was stolen like it just goes to show I think there's like a another world we go into and potentially we're traveling and stuff like that is that if that happened here it might be a little bit um like at home and stuff like that it may be a little bit more annoying but because you're traveling it has the potential to be more annoying but you don't even have that time necessarily if you're doing these group tri- trips to even think too much about it because you just have to you just have to move on and you can't you don't want it to ruin um your trip and you certainly didn't and yeah please I was lucky enough to go on a safari when I was much younger and it was in South Africa as well oh, I wow. kind of wish I was a little bit older because I remember I remember some of it we did like a morning and a night um tour and it was like amazing yeah. And I do remember parts of it, though, like, I just wish I was a little bit older. And I think I'm going to have to go back. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I think yeah. I have to put that on my bucket list again. But please tell me, like, what were the highlights of that trip? Because it's something we haven't spoken about yet on the on the podcast is Africa or South Africa and safaris. Yeah, so the safari was the main highlight for me. That was the last three days of the tour. And we did it in Kruger Park in Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of actually ups and downs with that too. So honestly, everything that could have gone wrong in South Africa did for me. It was that kind of a trip. But be- the very end made it worth it for me. Up until the safaris, I was struggling a little bit because it seemed like one thing after another. Um but yeah, the safari, oh God, the first day when we we saw elephants and we saw bull elephants um, and one of my goals, this sounds so silly, but one of my goals before going out there, or not goals, but one of my dreams, we'll say, um, was to see an elephant chasing us. Like I wanted an elephant to chase the little I truck we were in. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted that, but I just thought it would be the coolest thing ever. So <laughs> um, we were actually lucky enough that one of the bull elephants did kind of start running after us and chasing us. And it was just, it was scary, but it was deadly. Like it was such an adrenaline, adrenaline sorry, boost. Um, I don't know why it was just so cool. And 
it was very quiet in the area we were in. So we had gone a lot of the day without seeing anything, you know, the, the usual impalas and little other, I don't even know, antelope type animals <laughs> going around. I can't even think of the names right now. Kudus. That's what it is. Kudus. Um, but yeah, it was very quiet up until that point. And then when we saw the elephant coming around the corner and he was so close to us, like he was probably maybe 10 feet away from us and we were just looking at him and then he started like, you know, lowering his trunk, whatever. And he was running after us. It was really cool. Um, wow. Yeah. The thing with that day, we were, it was quiet where we were is because they were protesting at the gate that we were supposed to go in. So there's lots of different gates around all of the national park. And every day the, the gate we were supposed to go at was where protests were happening. So the morning time where we were staying was like, it was supposed to be 10 minutes away from where we were staying. And we ended up having to drive two hours in the morning, every morning to different gates to get to this place. So it was like 6 a.m. And I'm sorry, South Africa is freezing. It's so cold in the morning. And this is like end of summer, our time. But it's like, oh, I brought the wrong clothes for that whole trip <laughs> as well. I had to buy pants out there. I was so cold going around the place, really cold. Um, so obviously you're on the back of a truck with no sides in it or anything. Like it's just like these little partitions coming down and we were all shivering our asses off. And yeah, so we were all a little bit miserable up until we saw the elephants and the giraffes and everything kind of up close. And that made it really, really worthwhile. Yeah. It's so interesting because I think sometimes we, I don't know why, but it's like when you, when things don't go too right and things like that, it's like, so you sometimes don't remember them as much because you remember the highlights and you remember the elephant chasing and things like that. But I always think that kind of that's like your confirmation bias, kind of like looking for the best things. And I love that about us, but it's also sometimes that's what we see on social media and it's kind of the highlight or yeah. highlight reels. But when we hear about things like, you know, the lack, like such a simple thing, like not packing right or, you know, like losing your phone or not having money. It's like, these are just like human mistakes by default. We all do them. We've all done them. We'll all do them again. And I think it kind of brings these amazing once in a lifetime experiences kind of back into reality, which I think is so important. So it's like you could have had those experiences, which are like once in a lifetime, amazing, amazing, amazing but there was always going to be a dose of reality as well. And that kind of is, I guess, what balances out the experience and maybe makes it a little bit more realistic, um, which is so cool. And like, I love how you went back on a, on a tour again. I think that just goes to show. And I'm also going to get all these details about these tours because for myself, but if any of the listeners want them as well, because I think <laughs> they're inspiring. Like you're like in my head, I'm like, oh, I should actually look at tours. Um, but, you know, so you went and you did Thailand, um, Thailand and then between everything and you did South Africa and your tour. And then, you know, obviously a big part of, I guess your life now and kind of what I get from your social media anyway is this kind of like big love of Ireland and hiking and traveling and obviously a lot of this conversation this podcast part of it is about people who are emigrating or who have emigrated or thinking about it it's also about people who are traveling the world but it as well it's also about people who are in Ireland and you like myself are here and I would love to hear a little bit about you know I guess this kind of concept of kind of falling in love with what's on your doorstep and was that something you always did you always love being like living in Ireland the natural beauty like you do now or has that kind of 
appreciation heightened as you got a little bit older or maybe through the pandemic? So <clears throat> I've I've always loved Ireland and I've always loved living here. I've been saying that all the time. I've never hated where I was from. I couldn't understand. Sometimes people would say they hate Ireland. And I was like, why? Like, it's great. We're such a lovely little country. Um, but it's definitely heightened a lot since probably the pandemic, to be honest. And um, yeah, just I think it made me see a lot more of the beauty around me and appreciate the, like every little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Ireland's so beautiful. And I, I don't think I've explored it nearly enough as I should have there's so much I haven't even been well I've been to the west like a couple of times but I would love to go out and like road trip around a few different places and I've never been up north and you know there's so much of the country left to see and that's another big goal of mine I think mm-hmm. for this summer and the next coming year I've found that um even though I love traveling and all I ever wanted to do was travel, I found lately and probably only the last six months or probably since South Africa, since coming back, I've been on a couple little trips since and I find myself wanting to come home from them, which I never, ever wanted before. Like if I was on a holiday, home would never cross my mind. I really was just there and happy there and I could stay there forever nearly. Um that's always been my kind of mindset and I find myself really wanting to be home at the minute which is new but I like it I think it's cool yeah it's really it's so lovely to hear that because I think and it's not saying that anything's right or wrong like I think part of this conversation is that there is the, the middle ground and and people have their own opinions but what a lot of the time you hear when people are leaving is that they can't wait to get out of here like I've heard that I you know and and for those people that is how they feel it is so valid and all that good stuff but it is really refreshing to hear that people want to come home and they want to be at home I find it really hopeful I find it really comforting to hear that because that would be my experience as well and sometimes I'm like am I crazy like (laughs) I'm like what's wrong with me that I I don't necessarily now some days like my mum will tell you some days I'm like why don't I just go to Australia like why don't I just go Mm -hmm. yeah and I always come back to she's actually really happy here I really like it here I feel opportunities and stuff like that and it's just really refreshing to hear that you shared that kind of like I actually want to be there like it's nice to be here but it's you know I kind of want to be home and you know you mentioned kind of through the pandemic that that kind of heightened a little bit and maybe as like as we age now we're not that we're not old but as we age oh no I feel that pandemic aged me like 10 years me back. too me too Honestly. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like habit wise my habits I'm a different person like yeah. I'm just not the same anymore <laughs> like like I, I I've always in fairness, I've always been like that 80 year old woman even when I was 13 I was like yeah early up early like like fluffy socks like it's it's yeah. a very <laughs> um, but I think during the pandemic a lot of other people kind of got to that stage of like real wholesome and not just for the gra- Instagram but like you know that's what they like to do and they like the candles lit and they like reading the books and therapy and things like that and obviously I'm all into that um but you know something that you have I guess kind of used or I guess been a part of is you know social media and using social media as an as a tool really to you know find those people who also wanted to do the things that you wanted to do around Ireland um I think social media can sometimes get a really bad rep um and I I was reading about it today it's like it you know that's because of the amount we use it and how we use it not so not necessarily that we use it but it's how we use it and 
the comparison associated and the kind of consistency of it. How did you decide that you were going to, you know, use social media, follow people, create content yourself that was going to, yeah, I guess, promote Ireland and build connections? Because I think that would have been a pretty big decision. Yeah, um, to be honest, that came in time. That wasn't the goal setting up my page. Um, I have another personal page that's just, you know, everyone I know around my town and it's one I've had since, oh my God, 2013 or something like so old, you know. And over the pandemic, I just found myself probably bored and feeling really creative. And I love just taking photos. I love editing photos. That's just a little hobby I've always had just for myself. So I created a page kind of just to post my travel content, really. And then it developed into a lot more than that kind of quite quickly. Um, I found over the pandemic, I really was going through a lot of growth. Mm-hmm. There was a lot going on. I was trying to, how do I word this right? <laughs> I was like, creating boundaries I was learning how to be calm and to not be going constantly because I really burnt myself out in life so hard um and that was part of the never stopping I was if I wasn't out partying I was working all day every day I was working a full-time job since I was 19 and I was working all summers before that but I was working in jobs where I was the only person there and I was taking on a huge amount of responsibility for someone else and I was kind of being overworked constantly but also I wasn't letting myself rest then on my days off I was trying to fill them with um you know meeting friends going places going out and then I was just go 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 and the pandemic hit and it was the first time I actually stopped and was able to stop and it was amazing for the first few months. I loved it, thoroughly loved it. But then, you know, I went back to work and other stuff happened. But yeah, in the midst of all of that, there was a lot of healing, growing, learning. And then there was a ton of just feeling good. I was feeling so good and I felt really creative and I just wanted to make a page that was kind of exuding that Mm -hmm. creativity. And then I started to open up and share on that page, which I wouldn't do on my normal page as much um and I think that's because the pages I were connect I was connecting with were like really like-minded people or similar pages with similar interests and I felt it was a much more open space to talk and to have an actual opinion and say your piece on things and sometimes you know if you think it's just everyone from home you might just think people just listen to be nosy or they don't actually care or you don't know like so yeah that was why I made the page it was more just as a creative tool just for me for something to do but it really grew from there um and I I love social media so much for that the connections I've made and the friends I've made, I would not have any new friends if I didn't make that page. And it, like, maybe that's dramatic, but honestly, in the last three years, every single friend I've made, if it wasn't on a holiday traveling, has been through social media, every single one of them. And they're such deep, close connections as well. And they grow so quickly, which 
I find mad. Like you talk to someone a couple of times online and then you meet them and it's like you feel like you just know them forever. And it's it's crazy. There's people I've been talking to for two to three years and I've never met them. But I would consider them such close friends. It's amazing. And I, I think it's one of those things where it just again, it's kind of like the fact that you were like, you want to come home and you get that, that feeling like hearing that those things happen online like even like I I would have definitely some experience with that particularly with starting this podcast like even this is an example of that it's like you know there is so much good that can come from it and sometimes you don't see that sometimes you don't you don't bring awareness to that in the first place and stuff like that but when you hear things like this like you just said like you would have had no new friends except for social media friends and that they're some of your closest connections like how special is that and you know obviously to to do that I'm sure at some point people would have reached out to you but you would have had to reach out to other people online to be the first person to make that decision to build those connections and I think sometimes like we think I think particularly after the pandemic maybe this is just me we uh, I overanalyze sometimes everything I'm doing in a social situation and I'm like pre-pandemic I was not thinking about every single sentence I was saying but I have caught myself the last few years particularly meeting new people being like oh my god like is this like why is that that wasn't funny or like you know trying to like trying to like really overanalyze things and sometimes that kind of barrier awkwardness feels heightened since you know being away from people for so long what made you decide like was it part and partial of kind of like your growth throughout the pandemic that you didn't you weren't too worried about rejection or things like that that you were like I want to make this friend I'm gonna put I'm gonna reach out first how did you get to that point yeah so I think it was honestly a lot of them happened kind of very organically and over time so I would like one of my really close friends I would comment on his page I would share his stuff and we didn't know each other at the time but it was like I would just post things and then over time it would be like oh thanks for sharing whatever you know and it was really slow and really kind of organic I suppose and then we eventually just got chatting and would meet up and things like that and then I did have a lot of people honestly reach out to me Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's because I was being very open on my page and very honest even if I wasn't necessarily reaching out to people I think I was just creating a kind of a safe space for Mm -hmm. people to feel like they can talk to me so I did get an awful lot of people reaching out to me. Um, but yeah, I think I would have never thought about reaching out to anyone only for it had happened to me quite a few times. Mm-hmm. So then after that, I think I felt fine with it. And I actually really enjoy talking to new people and new accounts that I find and creating conversations, even if they're just quick and short, um, just to say, hey, like, I actually really love what you're doing. I love your page. It's amazing you know and it might just be that but that starts a little connection and the one thing like it is crazy to see like a few years on how saying that one thing to one person at one time leads on to the next thing that oh you might get invited to do your group hike or your whatever you're doing with them then that makes you meet another person and another and it's like all the opportunities I've had in the last three years I feel like have come from all the people I've met and from saying just hello that one time you know I think everything just develops from that first initial I don't know it's mad looking back and just thinking if I didn't do this or if I didn't 
push myself I remember the first group hike I went on mm-hmm. and um I was feeling crap that day to be honest felt absolutely shit and I forced myself to go. I was like, look, I'm not going to feel any better in my room. I may as well just go see what happens. Even during the hike, I didn't feel hugely better. I was having nice chats and it was fine. But it was my first time going alone. I was nervous. I had never really hiked before. So I was also like, God, what am I doing? And then, yeah, it just was a tough day for me. And then I went through it and I felt so much better after it. But that one hike led me to 10, 20 more. And then I met so many people. Yeah. And I just thought if I didn't go that one day, I don't think I would even be doing so much today. I think it's because I pushed myself that I met so many people and had so many opportunities in front of me. It's amazing because I think it's it's definitely one of those things where like in hindsight, you, it now, now all makes sense that that moment was the moment that dominoed effect everything else. And I think maybe that might be enough. Like if we are nervous and not for everyone, of course, but if we're nervous or scared or we feel like we can't do these things, it's like, just think about this moment when we're looking back at it in hindsight and what would it have meant? And maybe it will mean nothing, but it really doesn't mean anything. You know, there's always either like my friend from Westport says, it's like these things happen for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And that would be her kind of like, key quote that she'd always repeat to me like that one. <laughs> yeah and she'd always repeat it to me and that's like <clears throat> you don't know but each category it's all valid it's all worth it wherever people fit into whatever experiences like it's a reason a season or a lifetime like that experience is worth having and I think you know sometimes when we, we talk a lot about this podcast about meeting friends and making friends in your 20s in Ireland and the difference about how we can make friends traveling and it's kind of a sense of more openness maybe traveling um because people don't have those wider community and friends and groups but there is people out there like there are group hikes there are things going on and and where there people are extremely welcoming and and they want you to come like and be part of it and I think it's really interesting that it doesn't have to be always associated with drinking and things like that obviously there's parts of that as well but it's like you know you if you hold on to the fact that this will mean something in due course maybe that's enough to get you out there um but you know something that you did mention there was these friendships and bringing in you know hiking and earlier you mentioned your kind of love of nature in Ireland and I'd love to hear about you know some of the benefits that you have found from these kind of you know exploring Ireland being out in nature making those connections like has that changed you has that shaped you who you are for me it definitely has um you know appreciating what's on my doorstep has made me a happier person <laughs> making connections has made me a better person um but I'd love to hear you know how that yeah I guess has helped shape who you are today <clears throat> yeah so I think honestly the last few years have been me getting back to myself and who I was kind of as a child but also for like most of my growing up I was always you know a happy positive person but I loved being outdoors I loved making friends and I think as we get older that can be harder but also when you're working more and you're focused on different things and maybe you don't even want to be but you are and I think you can lose it sometimes and I feel like I really had lost a sense of just myself and my happy self Mm -hmm. um as I would call it but yeah, I think one thing I was telling myself over 
the lockdowns and stuff was to get comfortable being uncomfortable and pushing yourself and doing new things so by doing all of that I was so happy like really I've just loved meeting everybody and I've loved being outdoors I always have um like a simple walk can just clear your head so much I think being out in nature and there's a little woods down from my house that I would always go every during the lockdowns and I just felt like the truest version of myself when I was just out every day and doing things I loved and <clears throat> opening myself up to new people and experiences yeah there, there is this kind of like childlike innocence and I mean that in the best way that comes from being outside and I like I always I say this I'm probably sure I said this already in the podcast that my favorite sound in the world is people getting into the sea because and there's reason to this and I I live beside the sea in Dublin and you know when people get into the water people just freak out and they no one, no one <laughs> that's me yeah no one can be cool getting into the water no every the masks come off um you are just your role and like everyone's Whoa, like screeching and their faces all freak out and I just think it's the most pure version of people and I'm obsessed with it because I think it's like you know we like you've mentioned before when we're when we're kids we don't have that sense of shame or you know guilt to a certain extent we that's a learned behavior we learn these things but that kind of like childlike innocence is brought back to the sea for me when it's like people are getting outside and it is kind of when they're outside and they're climbing trees or they're running and people kind of get this like they bounce off endorphins off each other and it kind yeah. of everyone gets giddy and it's like I think we maybe grew up thinking we had to lose that to become professional and to become adults and maybe that's partially true to a certain extent I'm not sure but it's just great to find that you can you find that in nature you find that in getting outdoors you find like you said like your happiest self not necessarily in Australia or Thailand or South Africa you find it outside yeah I think it's about where it's anywhere you are but it's not necessarily even just because it's Ireland it's just being out mm-hmm. I think nature has such a healing effect and I think it's so grounding for people and it's just an immediate like you said endorphin boost mm-hmm. and yeah I just think it benefits everybody so well I don't know about everybody but definitely me <laughs> well, that's definitely me yeah that's the thing and I think you know like that it's it's one of those things where like I definitely don't try to to do any any advice here on this podcast this is all like just people's experiences but there's something that like I just I don't know if you today can get worse from going outside I don't know maybe it can but uh, someone prove me wrong please <laughs> but yeah. you know something you mentioned before that is that you are now doing yoga classes and I'd love to hear a little bit about your yoga journey because again it kind of merges like I, you see a bit of it on your social media and your Instagram is so beautifully created it is like the most <laughs> thank you <laughs> every time I look at it and I, I, I went through a deep stalk on it before we came on this call today I was like I need to make sure I know Jade really well <laughs> so, I was like, so and I was like yeah I know exactly where she was on this day a couple hundred years ago um but yeah it's the most beautiful thing and it's I get the sense from your social media and your Instagram that yoga wasn't something you just really trained in, but that kind of like holistic side to health and well-being. Um, and you know, the kind of sense of being where your feet are and taking care of yourself and these different tools that people use, meditation, whatever, 
to I guess to ground themselves to be where they are the kind of sense of kind of modern spirituality if you could say that can you tell me a little bit about that journey for you because again it's something we haven't spoke about but I think it's absolutely fascinating yeah so I started yoga I think it was four years ago now and at first it was I always I don't know since I was young I had always wanted to do yoga I just never did I don't know why um I was always active enough as a teenager and I like movement I like being active and doing things and I loved stretching so I started yoga yeah about four years ago and at first it was definitely just for the physical side of it you know the flexibility I wanted to be able to do and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. but about a year in not to harp on about the pandemic all day but genuinely this is where a lot of my Mm -hmm. thoughts and actions and everything changed for me so that happened and I was doing yoga at home a lot and it became much more of a practice to center myself to calm myself um to find kind of focus Mm -hmm. like I said I was going through an awful lot at the time and I was really hurting and healing at the same time so that was a huge tool for me to help myself I turned my room into my little sanctuary over the time and yeah I just made it a really safe space for me to feel to make myself feel good Mm -hmm. um So when I was having really low days, I was actively looking for ways to feel better. And I was really making that my mission instead of just trying to, I was allowing myself to feel my emotions and to be upset, but I wanted to make it better, obviously. So I was trying to find tools to help cope with things. Um, I've always loved crystals and stuff like that, but I dove into those a lot more as well. So learning about the different healing properties that they can bring to you and I bought so many (laughs) since then (laughs) so yeah I really dove into crystals into yoga meditation I still have an on and off relationship with meditation I do find tough um the sitting still with my thoughts that's what everyone thinks meditation is and I thought that up until recently as well um yeah that was always a difficult one for me I like moving through my emotions and doing things not necessarily distracting but just movement through them um active meditation is an amazing thing that I'd actually love to tell you about we did an active meditation in Bali and it started off with this kind of breath work and you jump while you're breathing out and you're going ha like this and you do it like almost like chanting like and there was a room of like 25 of us all blindfolded or 50 of us actually it was the two groups and you start off doing that and then you're doing breath work and then you're blindfolded throughout the whole experience then you just start dancing like they play music and you just dance and because no one can see you you just dance in all the crazy ways you want to just because you feel like it's good and then after that it goes on for like maybe 20 minutes you can do it for longer but we did it for like 20 minutes and then after you just sit in silence and you just I don't know like it's crazy it's such a great way and I never would have thought meditation could be so fun and so active and so much movement instead of just sitting and thinking that you have to be quiet and listen to all your thoughts that you don't want to listen to and <laughs> you know yeah. um 
but yeah that was crazy but it all started for me yeah with um my room my space creating a safe space looking into different ways to heal myself so that also you said sorry holistic so I looked a lot into my hormones and how to balance them and I was looking into the foods I'm eating the period products I was using um the water I was drinking there was a lot of different things that I was looking into and you know trying to do a little bit of everything I would say like it, it was a lot but a little bit of everything I think it's one of those things where so often we can dismiss these things because we think that they're out of reach or that it's for a certain people or we don't have the time or whatever, whatever, whatever. We can just dismiss things when they're not our norm. And I think when it comes to health and well-being um, and kind of that holistic health, there is so much capacity to add more. It's like, you know, kind of gone are the days where we are told, well, to a certain extent, to, to cut things out of our diet and stuff it's like this kind of view of things is what, what can we add like what what kind of conversations can we add what things help our room feel like a safe space like what foods make us feel better or feel good you know what like senses like candles crystals it's like if it helps you feel anything not even just feel better if it helps you feel it's got to be worth it. It's got to be worth trying it and maybe not dismissing it so quickly. And that's what I think with, again, over the last couple of years, I have looked and followed people online who were doing things that I haven't done that I was interested in and even being exposed to things like that. For example, cacao. I follow a lot of people who drink cacao and I've, you know, and things like that. And like, I'm learning about it. And then I'm like, you know, all these different things and what it actually means and all these things. And I, that isn't something you learn in school. That's something you have to be exposed to. You yeah. have to be, you have to follow the right people. You've got to search the right people. Um, and you just don't know what you'll get from that. Again, it's like the kind of cup goes back to like make, making new friends and meeting new people. You don't know that it could, you know, change something for you unless you maybe like dip your toe into seeing like what, how to make your room a safer space. Like it doesn't even have how to move your body. And I just think it's one of those things where it's so cool and your social media does such a great job at capturing that, I think, the different things that you do to, to keep yourself well, to, to take care of yourself to the best of your capacity. Um, and I think it's really beautiful because it's just, it's, I find it very inspiring, to be honest. Um, but, you know, you've mentioned, Jade, that through so much over the last few years and like we said, like, traveling being in Ireland making new friends the pandemic everything in between you probably learned a lot um probably <laughs> probably too much <laughs> probably too much you're probably all guilty of learning too much but is there a little bit of advice that maybe you know you feel that younger Jade would have appreciated or maybe would have needed to hear if you knew then what you now know oh gosh I feel like there's so much honestly um younger yeah to not worry so much about the future and trying to make things happen I think it's good to have a vision and it's good to work towards things but don't get so stuck on the outcome that you lose yourself in the present I think that's a big one because I think a lot of time we can all 
be looking so far ahead and we're told that from such a young age as well too you have to think about your future you have to do your CAO you have to do your leaving cert and get all the points for this and only this and I think just to relax and just take life as it is right now I think your 20s are just about figuring it out honestly and I think that's fine and I think that's what it's supposed to be I've been a dog groomer a kitchen designer now a yoga teacher like who knows what life throws at you you know what I mean I just think try everything see how you feel about it you don't have to love it you don't have to hate it you can just move on and just don't get so stuck on the future just try being the present a lot more I think that's what I would I would tell my younger self (laughs) my younger self and my present self needs to hear that because I think it's so true I think we can get all get caught up in the comparison and we see um even if maybe not even necessarily we follow online but even who we thought we would be at this time you know yeah like, that's, a big, that's a big a big one it's like yeah our our we're, we're, we're able to understand that we are not people online and stuff like that whether we believe it or not is a different thing but when I, I think what, what hurts us a lot is this idea of like we're that the fact that we're not living up to our own expectation um yeah. And I think, you know, having conversations with people like this, like yourself and other people, it's like, if we just like realize that, like you just said, that this is the messy middle, this is your 20s and 30s, this is life. Like, and sometimes I feel like, again, I was only talking to another person recently and I'm like, I guess that's what life is all about. Like you can't experience the highs or the good times unless you have something to compare it to, unless you have a messier middle, unless you have the slightly lower days, it's like, those highs and those you know emotions that bring you joy and stuff like that you, they wouldn't be what they are if you if you didn't have the, the the yin to the yang and I think it's one of those things like you said just said it's like if we can be where our feet are a little bit more and realize that we're actually doing okay like we actually are we're doing good enough like hearing that manifesting it writing it on a wall repeating it whatever tools you use to get that into your head that actually you're good enough you're grand don't worry about it you're fine people love you all those different things it's like maybe that just takes a lot of pressure off and maybe that maybe that will help um and it's these stories stories like yourself when we hear people who are at home but who are also traveling you know again this topic of conversation that we can be in Ireland but still adventure whether it's at home or abroad and everything like that it's you know it's comforting to say the least <laughs> for me anyway yeah. yeah hopefully for the other people listening as well but you know again not to think too much about the future but we always have to mention um you know what are some of your hopes or dreams for the future either short term or long term is there anything that you have your eyes set on are you or are you or are you firmly in the present <laughs> no so I definitely have a lot of goals especially for this year um I'm still working full time at the minute, but I've started teaching yoga classes now, which I'm delighted about. And that was a big goal this year was to get my teaching certificate and um, actually start teaching. So it's happening quickly, which I'm happy about. And yeah, the biggest goal, honestly, I want to kind of create a community with through my yoga. So I want to offer kind of free meetups for people to do yoga around Ireland I think I'd like to really introduce that and um, bring a safe space for people to make friends and to connect because 
like this whole chat has been about, I've just found that so helpful to myself over the last couple of years with hikes, especially, or swims, you know, mainly hikes. I'm not too much of a cold swimmer, but um, yeah, I'd like to offer that now with my kind of skills, I suppose. So that's a big goal for this year. And then over time, I'd love to obviously have yoga be my full-time work. Um, that would really be a big goal of mine, but I'm not too far ahead yet, as in time-wise. And, you know, I can see myself at my own studio eventually, but I'm happy to be flexible with it at the minute. I like to um go different places and teach in different parts of Ireland. I think that would actually be really fun for the minute. So travel and yoga is a lot of what I'm thinking of right now, but around Ireland kind of specifically at the minute. Yeah. So that's kind of my big goal. Well, I can definitely see that happening and like, I can just see it for you happening for you and like it's just I, I can't imagine not wanting to go to a yoga class after hearing your story and how gentle you are like I feel relaxed having talk, spoken to you and <laughs> I, I kind of feel like I'm my well-being level has topped up and I definitely oh. think you would be an incredible yoga teacher but you know where are you teaching at the moment and if any of my my past Wexford friends or my current friends from Wexford who I was in college with are interested or surrounding counties how can we get involved now with your yoga? Yeah, so I've actually got an introduction to yoga course starting next week. So it starts June 8th. So it's Thursday evenings I'll be doing it um, between 7 and 8. And it's in Ashgrove Yoga, which is in Balnaboola, um, just outside New Ross. It's about 10 minutes away. So I'll be doing that hopefully for the rest of the summer anyway um, on Thursday evenings. But the course I'm starting is four weeks. It's an introduction to yoga and it's kind of based for beginners, really. I wanted to offer a beginner friendly class to kind of get new people, hopefully that are interested, maybe the extra little push they need to start. Because I know when starting yoga myself, now I researched it a lot, but that's because I knew I wanted to start, but I just didn't know where. But I think that's a big problem. A lot of people don't know where to start with yoga and they think they need to be super flexible or they think they need to you know, be able to throw their leg over their head or something. And it's like, you don't need to be able to do any of that, honestly. Um, and I know some of the terminology can be quite confusing, like Hatha Yoga and Ashtanga, all the different names. So I just called it an introduction to yoga. And over the four weeks, I'll be teaching um, different breathwork techniques and then going through, you know, obviously basic yoga postures, and then little meditations to finish. So it'll be nice and easy, but it will be um a, a nice challenge as well. Like it'll give you the basics over the four weeks, but over the four weeks we will progress. And hopefully then by the end of it, I think everyone will be feeling really confident in their skills. So but that sounds absolutely <laughs> I will be linking that and your Instagram page all below in the show notes and things like that so people can follow you see this beautiful feed that I was talking about and all the amazing travels and you've got highlights of your travels um and you know you're pretty regular posting and things like that which is great so we really get a sense of who you are and I would be very confident in saying having this had this conversation that you are exactly like you are on social media like it, it is a, a perfectly accurate representation of who you are <laughs> what you love the kind of vibe you have so like well done amazing compliment to get um but listen Jade that was such a gorgeous conversation I have loved talking to you all about you know the kind of highs and lows of your travel experience your time during the pandemic 
like living and working in Ireland, kind of yoga, making friends, falling in love with on your doorstep and everything else in between. It's been such a joy to hear your story and your version of this conversation about what are we at in our 20s and, and where should we be when we're doing it and how does that feel and everything like that. I think it's been absolutely amazing. I've thoroughly enjoyed it and I've got zero doubts that everyone else will too. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Hannah. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of Greener Fields. To get involved, follow us on Instagram at Greener Fields and let us know who you'd like us to talk to next. Thank you so much again and I'll chat to you really soon.